Business Update with Guleto Fupi on Kaya 959. She brings you Kaya Biz Mondays to Thursdays, 6 to 8 p.m. And man, there's a lot happening in the world of business, Kuku. And we take it all with a pinch of salt. There are concerns now being raised about future mining jobs being cut. I can tell you these are more than concerns. These are probably factual. Harsh realities that we have to face, especially in an industry and a sector that has contributed so positively to South Africa's economy. And if we really look at our energy challenges, most likely going to continue. So there's an interesting study that's been released by uh, the Journal of the Southern African Institute of Mining and Metallurgy. Uh, They highlight the fact that uh, there's many aspects that we need to consider as we uh, actively participate in a just transition to make sure that South Africa does look at alternatives in terms of uh, plugging the gaps that we have with load shedding. According to their estimates, by the year 2030, five coal power power plants and 15 coal mines will likely close by then, with another four plants and 23 mines expected to shut down by the year 2040. Now, this raises significant concerns on the livelihoods of at least 2.5 million people most of them within the Mpumalanga province, largely because, as we know, that's where a lot of mining activity does take place in South Africa. Now, the ongoing concerns are not just the closures of these particular mines, but that the mining towns themselves will also disintegrate as the municipalities there have a heavy reliance, obviously, on income, investment, and taxes that are typically paid by these mining houses, but also from a sustainability point of view, how it is that uh, these South Africans will likely have to cope in terms of uh, employment opportunities as well as enhanced skills development. If you take into consideration that the five largest mining companies in South Africa that produce at least 77% of the country's coal, the likes of Siriti, Sasol, Exaro, Tungela and Glencore, have all taken on very strategic roles in terms of uh, aligning themselves with the future aspects uh, focused on ESG investment in South Africa. I think it's going to be an interesting one in the upcoming weeks as they publish their results to fully focus on uh, how best it is that they are incorporating sustainability in their options, operations, uh, especially in the bleak economic environment. So it's one that we're certainly going to follow up on on Kayapiz, and I know one that's of keen interest to many South Africans, especially as it aligned, aligns directly with the interests of uh, energy sustainability in a country like South Africa. So I was only now just learning about Sheen, maybe over the last like year, two years. Now there's Temu as well. What's that? This is an interesting one. And I guess for many uh, South African uh, shoppers and uh, who those who actively participate in re- retail activity, Temu is a new online platform coming out of China that's actually looking to compete with the likes of Sheen, but more so the likes of Amazon. Aside just focusing from uh, on ultra-fast fashion, uh, they also happen to focus on uh, household goods, cheap plastic wear. And the reason why they're raising a lot of concerns is that local retailers in South Africa have urged the government to plug the tax loopholes as they fear that not only Sheen, but Temu is also looking to abuse some of these aspects. Now, they mention that they are taking advantage of uh, the uh, de minimis rule, uh, which in law practically means that some of these items are way too small for the government to actually consider imposing any customs or tract, uh, in uh, trade duties on them, essentially. It's intriguing, though, because, uh, as we know, Sheen has also been um, uh, scouted by SARS for a number of years now for essentially perhaps absconding on some of the tax responsibilities that they have in South Africa. Interesting point is that this is not unique to South Africa. Temu, Sheen, and many others from China are also facing similar concerns in markets like the United States, where typically these platforms actually export at least, uh, or rather, the United States sees at least 30% of online sales from some of these platforms. So it does raise interesting dynamics in terms of tax practices, how China itself is positioning itself as a 
juggernaut when it comes to uh, e-commerce trends across the globe and is largely looking to eat into the uh, audience and the market share that Amazon already currently dominates in. So it's one that we'll look out for. Not quite certain as to how SARS is positioned on this one, but we'll be sure to get some updates on Kyber's in the upcoming weeks. Thank you very much. And what are the markets like this Monday morning? Markets are certainly going to be interesting, Cesar, because we have quite a few company updates from Italtao. We also see uh, Telcom out with results. But overall, the JSC All Share Index will open up from 73,616 points today. Currency-wise, we still see soaring between the high 18s and low 19s, currently at 18.89 to the US dollar, 23.83 to the pound, and 20.36 against the euro. Thank you very much. She brings you car biz Mondays to Thursdays, 6 to 8 p.m. 959 Breakfast, Monday to Friday, 6 to 9 a.m. on Kaya 959.